Hello everybody, welcome back to Two Girls One Book Podcast. Here we are at the end of August with our monthly featured read. It's taken us a little bit of time to get round to it and we've read a billion books in between but we have actually done it Um, (laughs) and today uh, we are featuring The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan which we've both had on our shelves for a little while haven't we? Yeah, and this was a, a for the spreadges per- purchase for me. Right. I picked it up in Manchester when we went with uh, for yes, the bookstore meetup. Um, so yeah, I've been excited to get to it. Yeah, nice, um, great. Well, I think Hannah's got a little sort of synopsis. I think will we try and keep it as spoiler free as possible? Yeah, I think you kind of can with this one, can't you? Um, yeah. So, obviously, you'll find out a bit about it if you've not read it already. Um, But, yeah, I don't think it's really possible to spoil it. Unless we talk about the very ending, which we'll we'll just avoid. (laughs) Um, Cool. All right, then. Okay, so The School for Good Mothers um, is a kind of dystopian kind of a vibe. Um, Yeah. Frida is a single mum to her daughter Harriet. She's struggling to juggle her own needs with those of her child whilst also dealing with a somewhat frustrating co-parenting situation with her ex and his Mm -hmm. new girlfriend. Um, One very bad day for Frida results in her being sent to the School for Good Mothers where she and other mums are taught how to be just that, good mothers. Um, There is kind of... Uh, experimental techniques I would say in terms of how they get to to teach these mums and um, I've got a lot to say so I feel like we should just dive in. Great okay (laughs) cool Um, I think this will be and we have not we've not discussed this at all um, before coming on air (laughs) Um, so yeah I don't really know what Hannah's going to say um, but we're coming at it from very different angles because I am not a mother uh, and I don't think I have particularly any inclination to be. Um, and <laughs> Especially not after this book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Uh, whereas Hannah, Hannah is a mother. So yeah, we've got differing viewpoints to offer up, I yeah. think. Um, but but yes, um, I, I guess first things first, did you enjoy it? Not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've honestly, and it, it doesn't mean that like I'm not excited to talk about it because I am. And all the way through, I kept being like, oh, this is going to be really good to chat about. But I also, weirdly, because I do like to be made to feel things and I like dark and twisted, mm-hmm. but this I think it just got me in a place where, like, I was... It was, like, truly petrifying the whole way through. And I was like, I feel uncomfortable. I feel nervous. What I don't like this at all. It's not an enjoyable experience. I please just want it to be over. Right. I absolutely hated it. Okay. <laughs> not right. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Not the book itself. Like, actually, when I analysed the, the writing and the story and all of that, like probably really something I should have enjoyed but I just found this scarier than any horror book I've ever read yeah 
um too difficult too difficult yeah. a subject matter okay yeah. okay i i can appreciate that i i think this is what i i i did briefly discuss this um with a couple of people sort of randomly that they've not read it but i was just sort of trying to describe what it what it was about and that kind of led me to think i'm not really sure who this book is for um mm. because coming at it from uh non-mother's point of view um i i kind of struggled to connect with any of the characters right um because well i don't know it's just it's not something that i have any sort of affinity with yeah. like i think motherhood is it's very is a very specific thing isn't it and you can't i mean i've got pets and that's as close as i'm gonna get but that's is not the same thing no um so yeah i i kind of struggled with that and was thinking like I don't know if other people without kids would feel the same way. But then I was like reading, thinking if I was a mum and I, this would be so stressful. Yeah. (laughs) So stressful for me to read. And I don't think I would have enjoyed it at all. No. Um, So yeah, I I kind of, I'm struggling to know who it's for. But I I did enjoy, I enjoyed reading it because I maybe because I had that kind of, detachment from yeah. it perhaps yeah um i don't know but but also like i felt myself judging <laughs> right i think it's, ugh, it's so easy as well yeah yeah i think so w- without spoiling anything the the mums that are um sent to this school are there for a variety of different reasons some which are um things that i would consider bad parenting and some which I just would consider oh gosh everybody struggles and it's and it's just one of those things and I'm like yeah I found it I found it really really anxiety inducing because I start as a parent then started analyzing everything I've ever done with my children in my entire life and have I ever let my child fall over because I wasn't watching it for every second of the day? Of course. I'm a mum of boys. Like, they've absolutely yeah. come home bruised. And, oh, yeah, it absolutely petrified me. I found it so uncomfortable to read. Um, the characters... The main character, Frida, I did quite like, I think. <laughs> but I think I just was so, like just distracted by how much I then probably selfishly just kept on like referring it back to my own life and it, that detached me from that I think okay but I think also the way that they are encouraged to interact with each other in the school and with the children and the the dolls that they encounter mm-hmm. I think they were forced to almost be a little bit robotic and detached. So then it detached yeah. me from it. And I was a bit like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling here. Um, I found it okay. hard to read. <laughs> um, so like, I guess let's, let's go through it sort of from the beginning. So the, 
the thing that that led to Frida being placed in this school was the fact that she had her very bad day. Yeah. Um, in capital letters, and uh, I, I think that was like I I judged her. For, <laughs> I judged yeah. her for her very bad day right from the start, and I think that I think you'd be hard pushed to find anybody who wouldn't judge. Like, yeah, absolutely. Parent or no parent, I think like what she did was not. <laughs> yeah, not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely judged her as well. And whilst I understood that sometimes yes. as a parent you do have the urge to just go, I just need to take two hours just to tick these things off the list, and this is impeding my ability to do so. Yes. But then you also have the moment as a parent where you go. But I can't do that. So the kid comes with me, or I don't, or I get someone else to come and like you just then make that choice. So I I judged her also for that kind of the decision making process, and then also for the kind of um, excusing of it that she she does. So she does continue to call it this this one bad day. Well, the one bad day could have been absolutely catastrophic and fatal. So. Yeah. it doesn't really matter if it was one bad day one bad minute yeah um but then i then i'm like oh gosh well i know as a parent the struggles that you do have and that you can't be there for every second of the day and you do need support so i'm then in the same position as the people who are like i don't know like vilifying her i found it just so incredibly uncomfortable like emotionally to know yeah i think the thing that the, the thing that i struggled with 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 her because I, I I made that judgment call so early on with her and like she she did and does have a support network where it, that she is being too pig-headed to use basically yeah if you're suffering in that way i mean i'm just coming at it from what i think i would do i i i would ask for help yeah if i feel like i'm going to explode and i need time to myself like she has parents she's got her friends her her ex no matter how unbelievably annoying he is (laughs) like he's there he's in the picture like there's there's things that she could have done differently so to be honest she definitely deserved to go to the school yeah (laughs) i think there were some people because we got as you sort of um as we explored a few different characters um the mothers that that are in in the school they're all in there for varying different reasons aren't they and all of the uh sort of reasonings they they're titled aren't they like yeah neglect and um abandonment abandonment uh, and various different things but within those it's uh there's such different degrees so within that title you can have someone who's like done something real bad or done something that is just such a minor infraction yeah in my in my opinion yeah so um yeah, I think that made that just made me dislike her more, find yeah. her more annoying as a character. Yeah, a bit of a woe is me. Um but but I I I did find it to be like a really fascinating read 
but yeah i was about a third of the way through when i was describing it to to my friends so and at that point i was just like i definitely don't want kids now (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah if you're i think if you're um not sure about having kids then this might well put you off it i think this would be really triggering for someone who's like trying to have kids as well that would be a real a real triggering thing so maybe avoid (laughs) (laughs) but then this is what you're saying like who is it written for then because like from the perspective of a mum who i'm sure that most mums i think probably you'd be in the very small minority if you're a mum who doesn't suffer from mum guilt of any description there's always Mm. things that you go oh goodness i've done the wrong thing i've said the wrong thing or i should have done that differently so there is not one mum on the planet i don't think that would read this and feel like okay with it and not be like oh what what (laughs) like yeah i don't know who it's for i don't know who is going to enjoy this at all no it's yeah yeah, it's, I struggled. It's like I, I, like I wanted to keep reading. This is the thing. I kind of found it to be compelling. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like dystopian can be like that, can't it? Yeah. Like it's that there's something that almost like sucks you in and draws you in and makes you wonder what the hell is is going on. I think this the the thing that this did really well is that it felt incredibly like close to the truth like the sort of surveillance that they're they're put under before going through this program she basically had like her phones tapped like the she had uh, surveillance cameras put into her flat and stuff like that this is before the court date wasn't it before um she had to to go to to the school and i guess that kind of big brother-esque thing it's not it's not far from the truth is it so it it felt like it could be very real and like more so than the handmaid's tale for example yeah um yeah, this was know. just a, a little jump, wasn't it? It was it's yeah. definitely possible. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things scared me the most. And that was pretty early on, like you say, it was before even the court date. It was the idea that at that point they weren't even monitoring how she was behaving with the child. They were just monitoring like her. Her. How clean mm. is she? How tidy is she? How, how much does she eat? And I was reading that being like, well, goodness, my kids would be taken off me in a heartbeat because I'm fully like the messiest person you will ever meet. And I forget to eat for three days in a row. They'd be like, awful mum, take her kids away now. And I just think it was, oh, it was so like possible that I think that's what scared me the most because it's yeah. so, and the idea of, um, which I know is already true. Like, obviously, you would hope that neighbours would report if they think that there is a child being mistreated or neglected. Mm. But the idea that just the wrong neighbour seeing the wrong thing in the wrong context might result in, that's it, the child is gone, and it's gone for a year, and you might not even get it back at the end of that year, I think, is... It seemed like it was very much skewed against them... Yeah. No matter how small the infraction was, yeah. it was kind of a once you're in this system, you're not really getting out of it. Um, yeah. 
I, I think another thing that um that I did I, I quite liked about it was that we're never really told why the reason for people reporting and all of that kind of thing like and being really overly vigilant yeah it's it's never really discussed how that's come about at all but so which kind of left me like wondering what what would it take for that to happen yeah in real life yeah you're kind of just opened up to it when her lawyer isn't it says that yeah. it's the new system that they're trialing these things and yeah. and you think well why what led to the trial of that yeah what i thought was interesting um reading the acknowledgements at the end where she talks quite a lot the author about um scholarly articles about the fostering system and the break those people who've obviously done a kind of academic research into it so I do wonder whether it's it's a take somewhat on that kind of fostering system in America the idea of removing children from their families maybe too soon maybe a little bit heavy-handed which ultimately breaks down families rather than what it says it's doing which is helping to better them and build them yeah. up whether it's actually kind of a, a underlying little dig at that system i'm not sure it's veiled if it is because it sure. doesn't come through very strong no i wouldn't i wouldn't have i wouldn't have got that uh, no it's but... only because i'd read the acknowledgements and I, sure. I wondered whether that's that's one of the elements of what she's trying to say yeah hmm that's cool that that sort of gives a different take on it um one of the other things that i guess is well there's quite a lot of different themes running running through the book i guess the sexism different the difference between the way that the mothers are treated and the way that the fathers are treated yeah that is kind of astronomical isn't it yeah um and i get that's also a little bit uh, discussed when we're talking about her sort of relationship with the the father of her child as well which yeah I, we need to talk about him in a minute because oh my god um but yeah what did you think about that how the the mothers v fathers i i think i d i did understand what she was trying to say with that I think anyway my interpretation was that for a long time it's been kind of widely known that in custody cases usually things are skewed heavily towards mums yeah so I think it was interesting to flip it the other way yeah. and because there was a school for good fathers albeit very different mm -hmm. and to see how they were treated differently and the expectations put upon them I thought was quite interesting yeah the expectation on a mum was much much heavier um to to kind of meet all of these needs and to and to lose things as well so the privileges that they were working towards it was much quicker for them to be taken away and i thought that was a really interesting twist on that um but also maybe mimicked what is traditionally thought also that the pressure is usually more on mums as well to provide everything for the children yeah. Um, one of the interesting things that I thought was um, the word count that they had, where they had to say so many words to this child 
otherwise they would lose privileges and I was just thinking goodness I think I'd be so exhausted if I was constantly just constantly entertaining this small mm. human whilst trying to live a life and be clean and be tidy and everything else um I thought you can see how I mean at that point I think is when I thought this is going to put Rhiannon off kids forever <laughs> the idea of like having to tick all of these boxes yeah. and also educate and teach and have your own personality as well yeah I think that yeah that's that was a, a major part of it <laughs> I mean I've all, all, always had my my reservations um yeah I think this is yeah not not the book if you if you if you're on the fence <laughs> what is it a book for honestly that's going to be the question that we keep coming back to isn't it like what I don't really know what it's made like it's thought provoking but I just don't really know what thoughts it's provoked in me it's just provoked a lot of anxiety in me which I needed no more of I had that already (laughs) well I think that's probably the same for for everybody um but yeah Yeah, let's unless you're the most confident mother in the world and are absolutely sure that you have done everything absolutely right, this yeah. this is not going to be good. And I don't know anybody that's that mum. I don't. No. I know no parent that thinks, absolutely, I've done everything right. I'm really confident with all of that. Like, everyone has that doubt. So, I, yeah. Maybe it's a book for dads. <laughs> Maybe it's a book for exes <laughs> who, oh who think that they've done everything right. Yeah, so... Let... <laughs> Her, her bloody hex oh my god he was I think that's awful yeah such a smarmy so-and-so yeah I, uh, uh, what i think what annoyed me was that she she didn't get angry at him as yeah. well like i think that that's what made me sort of turn off her as a character really early doors is that she hadn't just like she didn't know her worth. No. Like, that really annoys me when someone doesn't have their own backbone. And, yeah, like, I, I understand it if you're co-parenting. Like, you need to get on. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you have to, yeah, sort of still think that the sun shines out of his ass, you know? Yeah. Like, and that was very much the vibe that I got. So essentially, her ex uh, entered into a relationship with a younger girl, woman, whatever, whilst Frida was pregnant. Didn't yeah? That was that's the gist. And then he's ended up with that woman, who yeah. is now essentially a stepmother to their child. Um, so, like, I get co-parenting must be an absolute nightmare, and that that bloody woman as well. What was she called? She Susanna. Susanna, right? yeah, she was. Yeah. I uh, I found both of them incredibly triggering. I hate that yeah. word, but they're they're just like the worst example of people pretending to be the good guys. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I, I I hated them. I think yeah, same. I didn't believe he was a good guy, 
in every interaction that he had, I didn't believe him. I didn't trust him. And I, I didn't want him to have the power of raising that little girl, not on his own, because he had the woman. And that mm. was the thing that I, was really irritating, was that it almost seemed like they took the child off Frida for her to raise, for the new one to raise, when it wasn't yeah. her child. And I was like, what? you're just doing that that's selfish that's just selfish to take this child not for any real reason other than to give the other woman this child and i just i found them very triggering and annoying yeah, yeah. i can imagine that would have been rage inducing <laughs> and it's uh, his uh, like uh, smarmy good guy act yeah but you slept with that woman whilst your wife then was pregnant yeah you're not the good guy. <laughs> no, you're not a good guy. That's just... No. So, I I think that... Um, I think that the author did a very good job of creating characters that... I could feasibly see being real. Like, yeah. All, all of them. Apart from maybe, like, the um, weird... Uh, like teachers, what are they called at the at the school? Oh, I can't remember what their like title is. But the ladies they were like in the minders, weren't they? The the ladies in the pink coats that yeah, were, that, like lecturers, and they seemed a little bit sort of um, almost robotic. Um, but everyone that was actually like a a fully fledged rounded human being was incredibly annoying. I don't think I found anyone in this book that I liked particularly. No, even but, the child annoyed me. Even the yeah. child came across as bratty and I was like, she's two, of course she's she's well, like yeah, annoying. Exactly. And... Very believable. <laughs> um but yeah, I I I kind of found them all to be grating. But but I couldn't I couldn't stop reading it. Like it would never have been a book that I wouldn't have finished. Like, yeah, I would. I would always have had to to power through it. I found it. I found it very easy to read in sort of that sort of way. Yeah. Even though they're reasonably long chapters. Yeah. I still found myself like going through it quicker than I would normally do with a longer chapter, for example. But yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I I really am struggling to describe how I feel about it because I don't I don't think I feel anywhere near as strongly as you in in that the uncomfortability that's not a word is it yeah I think so okay <laughs> um but yeah there, there's something about it that I didn't I didn't connect with but I found compulsive yeah I think the thing with dystopia, because I love dystopia, that's yeah. kind of my comfort genre. And I think what I like about it is that idea that you have to keep going almost to see how low it can go. Yeah. So uh, either that or you have to have hope that it's going to get better. But you can't stop that in the middle because you're going to just have a huge question mark of how bad did this get? How mm. bad does it go? Um so I thought I should have really enjoyed it. And I think I probably would have done had it not hit just that close to home. I found it, the yeah. writing, like you said, easy to read, really easy mm. to read, but 
it was like a slog of just I kept um, my little boy sitting downstairs and I was like this I'm reading the most horrible book <laughs> I mm. don't want to finish it I just want to stop yeah. um but the writing style was was good and fast paced and easy to read just the content was not yeah having said that the other thing which really made me feel uncomfortable was all of the mentions of sex there was not oh yeah they were all a bit weird and jarring and absolutely the opposite of sexy all of it i think frida to me just came across as a bit of sort of a sad sack of spuds (laughs) (laughs) so yeah anything that she sort of said in relation to sex i was kind of like oh nah it just felt really jarring and like like it didn't come out of her mouth some of the yeah. stuff that she said there was a quite graphic moment quite early on that i was like that's not how that character would talk about that or it, i thought it was strange and i guess it was yeah. probably to try and illustrate that mums have needs and desires still even if they are mums but it just it felt like it just didn't fit and i was it made me uncomfortable. Okay. I guess, yeah. That's good. Sometimes you... Well, there's lots of people that you don't want to think about sexy things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah. A very interest. It's a very interesting book. I'd be so... In- I-, I want to... Because I-, I haven't actually read that many people's reviews of it kind of went in knowing that it's a slightly dystopian um book but now that i have read it i'm gonna go and have a little look through other people's opinions on goodreads yeah um i want to seek out the five star reviews and see what what? it was about it that grabbed those people yeah and did they actually enjoy it or did they just find it a really compulsive like compelling read yeah because i don't i don't know whether you can enjoy it's one of those books i don't think you can enjoy it's so unbelievably uncomfortable yeah yeah i'm just i it's left me kind of lost for words which doesn't make for a for a great podcast episode (laughs) um i don't know what i thought it was going to be which is Maybe my own fault. I think I'd built it up in my head and gone, dystopia, motherhood, pink spreadges, that's everything I love. Yeah. And and I think that maybe that was my fault with it. I don't know. Yeah. I will I never I'm never going to read it again. And I am not going to recommend it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I the, it's the the um the quotes on it are quite interesting. I think well, some someone said like nothing I've read before. I guess that's yeah, pretty, I agree. Pretty true. Pandora Sykes said destined to be a feminist classic. It kept me up at night. I I guess also yeah, it kept kept you up at night. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be crying about it for the next three weeks. <laughs> someone said here incredibly clever, funny. And pertinent to the world we're living in at the moment. I would say, yeah, it is kind of clever 
and pertinent to the world. I didn't find any of it funny. No, no. <laughs> There's not one, not one bit of light humour in this whatsoever. No, I didn't find it to be. There was a couple of bits where I thought, oh, maybe she's trying to be a bit sarcastic and dry, but never really got there. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't find it funny. <laughs> impossible to stop reading yeah like i kind of that that yes they've chosen some quite good quotes apart from the funny one um but yeah really really interesting i want to know everybody's thoughts on it (laughs) yeah it's uh it's just a strange one and I like depressing usually. There's elements of it where I think she's very open about how throughout the process she hits moments where she thinks maybe I would be better off just not being here. There's That's very openly talked about, suicidal thoughts and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I felt all of that and I felt that that was believable and because I can imagine feeling that if I was put in that situation and the isolation and the loneliness that you would feel not being around your children. But then I also didn't cry at any point when there was somebody who maybe potentially thought about that or did it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. No, there was no emotion or tear. I got a little bit choked up right at the end uh, in the last chapter when the final decisions were made. Yeah. Um, but I think I got emotional probably projecting my own thoughts and feelings. I don't imagine that... Did that make you feel emotional by the end of it? No, no. I... Um, no, no, this one didn't get me in my no. emotional... Well, I, I didn't... I wasn't emotional for her, and I was very... Sure. I was very sure about the fact that I actually kind of didn't care what happened to her at the end of it, whether she did get her daughter back or not. I was... Yeah. I was projecting definitely my own thoughts onto it. I don't think it was anything story-wise. Okay. So I think it fell flat even at the end for me. Okay. Um, without spoiling what does happen at the end, what did you make of her final decision? Um, I, I don't think she went... The author went far enough with it. Same. I think I know what I would do in that situation had I been pushed to the limits that she's pushed in the book. And I think it would have been a braver choice of the author to actually to make a different choice at the end. Okay. okay. Um, cool. And I thought it was going there. I, I thought it was going somewhere else in my head. And I turned to Alex and went, oh, this is going to happen. Bleep is going to happen. And then it didn't, and I went, ah, right, okay, that feels meh at the end. Little damp squib. I guess it's kind of like a... Because I I felt the same way, Um, but it's kind of like an anti-twist. Yeah. (laughs) If that's a thing. An (laughs) anticlimactic anti-twist. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That'll that'll get you all wondering what on earth we're on about. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not read it, that's going to be a very confusing uh, few sentences. <laughs> but yeah, I am glad that we read it. I think it's been an interesting one to get get 
are different takes on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know if you actually liked it. <laughs> so I, I think I gave it like four stars because I did still, I, I found it to be very interesting and I enjoyed reading it, but I didn't enjoy the reading experience. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. It does, yeah. I yeah. think mine is a is a two star and the two stars is for the the writing style and the idea. Yeah. But deducted a lot of stars for how <laughs> how it made me feel but also how I just feel like it either go the whole way sure. and really really make it horrible mm-hmm. or don't try and put me in that position and make me do all the work. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, I think I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. Partly because of what we've said. Who do you recommend it to? Who who is this book for? Yeah. If no not idea. For, for dads. I, I don't think I don't think any dad's gonna want to read that either. No. No, and we don't want to give them any ideas. No. Bit of a baffling book, but but do read it if you fancy it. <laughs> It's pretty. I'll keep it on my shelf because it's pretty, but I yeah, it's not a yeah. Not not a recommendation from me. Do you know what I also just I I did quite enjoy the pacing of it until the end. I felt like the end did feel a little bit just sort of smushed. Yeah. It did keep me going because of like the it felt like it was well set out to me. Um but yeah, just a bit of a bleh end to a weird book (laughs) and on that note (laughs) let's do a little Blair end to to our weird podcast (laughs) Um, so I hope you enjoyed listening to our slight I don't think we've had a book that we've been that mean about have we? Um, we've not been that mean we've been constructive no we've not been that mean it's it's not even a slight... I know when we talked about normal people, we both were like, ah, oh, both absolutely hated it, slated this book. I, it's not that. It's just that I don't know how to feel about it. I yeah. don't think I enjoyed it. I don't think I hated it. I don't know what I feel other than mm. anxious. Okay. So. Well, there you go. It's good that it evokes emotion. <laughs> an, an unfeeling emotion. <laughs> a confusing emotion. Yeah. yeah. Makes no sense <laughs> at all, does it? Anyway. Not at all. Like the um, book. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, we'll, we'll leave it there. So next time we'll probably have a short stories again. Um, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do for our next features read. Oh, possibly Carrie Soto. That's a good shout. That feels like a cleansing book that I need right now. Yeah, okay. So we'll hopefully have some TJR um, medicine for the soul um, (laughs) for next time. Uh, Well, next next time. Yeah. You know what I mean. Anyway, (laughs) we will talk at you later. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Hi there! 
Thank you so much for listening to Two Girls One Book podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love for you to like, follow, rate, subscribe. In fact, just all all that good stuff, please, would be fantastic. You can also find us on Instagram at Two Girls One Book Pod, so come and follow us over there as well. Happy reading and join us next time.